This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, June 23rd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How about you? Doing alright. Did you, uh, you play DFS in that mini slate yesterday, the seven games? I did, and didn't quite make the money, and both rosters that I put forward, uh, just fell a little bit short. It was, uh, it was a weird pitching time. I know a lot of yes. people, I mean, if you went with Felix, that was tough. You went with Kershaw, it was okay. A lot of people had Michael Pineda, and that mm-hmm. was disappointing. It was, yeah. It was it was weird. Um, yeah, I had Hutchison on FanDuel and then Hutchison and uh, Pineda on DraftKings. Yeah. Which, if I had picked anyone, if I picked nobody over Pineda, I would have made money on DraftKings. Yeah, so disappointing. <laughs> it was it was weird. It was tough on, on nobody that you know you really expected to do okay could quite do it. Well, we're gonna look at picks for Tuesday. Got a full evening slate, no day games, all fifteen games going on at night. Um, and yeah, yep, it's we're, busy. <laughs> yeah, it's busy. It's a lot going on. So, where are you starting at catcher? Uh, it's a good question. Um, not quite. I haven't decided who my favorites are, but I have picked out eight guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, all are viable options. You got uh, Brian McCann against Sean O'Sullivan. Seems sure. to be a pretty obvious choice. Yes. Uh, he's one of the more expensive guys, too, uh, but he'll be swinging at that uh, right field porch in Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't ask for too much more than that matchup in that stadium for McCann. Yeah. I also like uh, Buster Posey, even though he's going up against the righty. It's Odrissimer Despania. I have trouble with that name. He's... Just kind of a junk balling righty. Uh, definitely someone who Posey could turn around and get some hits off of. Yeah. He felt like last year, felt like a deception guy because he was doing mm-hmm. okay for a little while, but I think the league has pretty well figured him out. Yeah. He, he throws like, I think it's like eight or ten even like distinguishable pitches. Yeah. Uh, they're all kind of just variations on each other and it's, his command isn't fine enough to really get away with it, yeah. so he's almost a decent pitcher, but he's not. <laughs> yeah, Buster Posey can handle him, for sure. Yeah. Also, like, uh, Matt Wieters against Joe Kelly. That game's at Fenway. Uh, Wieters will be batting from the left side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as great for him just because Fenway's a little tough on uh, left-handed power. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still a good hitter, a guy who could do some damage against Kelly. Yeah. Kelly's been bad. <laughs> and Fenway's a good place to hit, so sure. One of the cheaper guys I like a lot is Jonathan Lucroy against John Nice. Uh, Lucroy loves the platoon bandage. Uh, he's a nice uh, doubles hitter. Uh, yeah. Can tap into some power home runs at times. Uh, it's a pretty solid matchup for him. I wrote that down with a big question mark just because... Typically, any other year, you'd love that. But Lucroy's been surprisingly bad this year. It's been hampered by injury a little bit. But, like, he should hit lefties. But he's Yeah, and he, he hasn't been year. quite as bad since returning. Yeah. Or so. in we- recent weeks, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he's trending in the right direction. Games at Miller Park, which is always lovely for power. Uh, there's plenty of things to like. And, like I said, he's quite cheap. Uh, 35 yeah. 
3600 on DraftKings. Uh, don't recall offhand what he was on uh, FanDuel. 3100 yeah, But he's uh, driven his price down, and so that's kind of a betting on the talent more than the, the recent performance, you know? Right. What about somebody like Salvador Perez against Mike Montgomery? Jeff, him, he's another guy that should have be doing better than he has so far. Yeah, so I, I do like Perez. Uh, the, the matchup itself, I'm a little bit on the fence about. Uh, he likes those lefties. Uh, not sure based on how he's been performing recently. And uh, you know, Montgomery's been pitching fairly well, too. Uh, the stadium's not great for power. Uh, the, everything adds up. It's kind of a, a lukewarm matchup. Definitely one you could go after tonight. Uh, it's just uh, not maybe my top choice. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of other places to go, really. Uh, how about, do you like Wilson Ramos versus Alex Wood? Uh, it's a pretty similar story, I think. Uh, it's definitely a viable choice. It's not the first guy that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... It's definitely something you could go, especially if you want to try to chain together a couple of those Nationals righties against uh, Wood, uh, go for a bit of a sneaky stack. Uh, that would definitely make sense. Okay. And then this is one of my new favorite games to do with Matt a lot, where I try and guess which picks he likes. Uh, I wrote down uh, Steven Vogt against Chichi Gonzalez. I assume you do not believe in Chichi Gonzalez that much. I don't believe in him at all, really, but yeah. I do like Boat. Uh, I think he's starting to heat up again, if I recall. A uh, couple multi-hit games in his last uh, two or three. Mm-hmm. And he's a nice just line drive spray hitter. Uh, makes him pretty reliable. I uh, did notice that he's rather expensive on DraftKings today, uh, probably a little bit more than I'd want to pay for his skill set. Mm-hmm. Uh, on FanDuel, his price is just fine, so... Uh, you know, depending on which format you're playing, might decide whether he's a good option or not. Chi yep. uh, is definitely a guy that I'd be looking to exploit today. Yeah. And then the last catcher I wrote down that we haven't discussed is, if he's a catcher in your format, even Evan Gaddis gets C.J. Mm-hmm. Wilson. And he likes to hit lefties, and C.J. Wilson's having a good year, to his credit, so it might not be the best matchup, but um, I don't know. Evan Gaddis can pound the baseball, for sure. Yeah, I feel like the story with Gaddis this year is it's he, he, it's either day he hits a home run or he does nothing for you. Yeah. So <laughs> like a lot of the Astros hitters, that's just kind of what they do. Yep, it definitely is. Uh, he he seems to to me at least not get too many guys on base for him, uh, which hurts his DFS value a little bit. But it's yeah. kind of not really. I'll say a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's plenty of guys who get on base ahead of him in the lineup. It's just a matter of getting those opportunities. All right. Any other catchers that I missed or that we haven't got to yet? Uh, there's a few guys, uh, again, falling into the okay, kind of mediocre matchup categories. Uh, Yasmani Grandel at uh, Wrigley Field against Jason Hamill. Uh, Francisco Savelli uh, at PNC Park versus Josh Smith. And then I think Hank Conger will also start against Wilson. He's super cheap, uh, hits some home runs. Uh-huh. So the point is there's uh, plenty of options going on behind the plate. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a big full slate, and, and a lot of the catchers have okay situations. How about first base? First base was actually surprisingly light, at least in the list that I ended up with. Usually I have a lot more than what I ended up. Uh, about how many first basemen did you come up with? 
I have nine listed here. We'll see if I actually go through all of them. Uh, yeah. At the top end, we got Paul Goldschmidt uh, at Coors Field against Kyle Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Coors Field, Paul Goldschmidt. I don't think it needs further explanation. No, no. Uh, we got Miguel Cabrera against Danny Salazar. Salazar's a good pitcher. Cabrera loves fly ball pitchers, though. Uh, OPS against him in the last three years is uh, 1,100. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> good day for Miguel Cabrera. Salazar mm-hmm. gives up his share of home runs. Uh, mm-hmm. Cabrera's a pretty good shot of hitting one. Yep. Uh, probably about as good as you're going to get today. Uh, costs a lot. It's going to be hard to squeeze him into a lineup, but if you can, he's uh, he's pretty much a green light. Uh, like Kendris Morales against Montgomery, who will have the platoon advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nothing I'm overly excited about. Certainly not a Goldschmidt or Cabrera uh, opportunity. But he's competent. Yeah, he is. He's a high floor guy. Uh, good for cash games. Uh, not as uh, not as much of the ceiling for a GPP, but still probably enough to get away with using him if you're trying to get a little bit cheap on first base. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose Abreu has Mike Pelfrey, and I don't know how I feel about that one. Pelfrey's been suspiciously good, I'll yeah. say. Uh, there's he, he looks like the old Mike Pelfrey this year, which never really made any sense to me anyhow how he succeeded. He wasn't ever actually good. Yeah, uh, He just had good numbers. Yeah. Uh, so he's doing that again. I don't know what's up. But yeah. he's doing it. In the Field of Streams uh, contest that Matt and I do, it was a really tough day because there were not many eligible guys under 50% owned. Mm-hmm. I picked Mike Pelfrey against the White Sox, and I don't feel good about it. Like, I don't feel good about picking Mike Pelfrey. It was more picking that the White Sox have been so cold. But right. he's been good, and the White Sox have been cold, and so I'm rolling the dice there. And to my credit... Matt took CC Sabathia against the Phillies, which is again CC Sabathia has been bad, but it's the Phillies, you know. So yeah, that, um, that's that'll be an interesting one because Sabathia has been in the zone this year. It's mm-hmm. just uh, not getting good results on anything that produces contact. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if the Phillies bats have enough to do some damage against him. He's not going to walk them or anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that should be an interesting one to watch. Yeah, so I want to say, like, I don't believe in Mike Pelfrey, but the truth is I must believe a little bit because I mm. went with him in the contest, you know? Yeah, A, a little bit, but ugh, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, no, I wrote down Abreu against Pelfrey, but I, it's weird. I don't know what to do there, you know? Yeah. It's one of these weird DFS middle grounds where it's like, I don't believe in Pelfrey enough to pick him, but I believe in him enough to not pick against him. You know, mm-hmm. does that make sense? That's yeah, like, no, it does. There's uh, there's definitely kind of like a mid-tier where, uh, you know, you're kind of expecting four or five runs allowed. It's not enough to really supply a good uh, DFS point total unless all of those come on a home run. Yeah. Uh, so it's creates like this kind of middle ground where you can't use the guy you can't mm-hmm. really exploit him it's just kind of a matchup you're, you have to leave out there yeah and i can see that with belfry today definitely that's how i also feel about guys like jason hamill today like i really like jason hamill i think he's been great but he gets the dodgers so yeah uh it's a bad matchup i don't want him but he's also good enough 
that I wouldn't pick Dodgers against him, really. Like, you can, but it's not, there's just better options, so. Yeah, yeah that's no. a, it's a weird concept I've thought about, but never put in the words before. But <laughs> the first phrasing in my head is, yeah, the, the middle ground where you're just like, I don't, just kind of end up avoiding it on both sides. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying Jose Abreu. I, I I'm interested, but but I'm also concerned. Like you said. Yep. I can definitely see that. Given his price tag uh, on DraftKings, it's an extra two hundred dollars to get to Miguel Cabrera. If you can find that two hundred dollars, do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little more surefire. How about you? What did you like at first base? I started. I I'd, I'd consider Mark Teixeira against Shauna Sullivan, because why not? See, that's one where I'm like, oh, this is a stack that could do something, and actually, right. like, I could, I don't know that they will, but I could see the Yankees putting up eight runs in that game. Um, yeah. Um, Just uh, make sure to share is in there tonight. Uh, yeah. He's been dealing, I think, with a neck issue. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of day-to-day. Uh, if he's not in there, Garrett Jones would be a, a super cheap uh, alternative that could do similar damage against O'Sullivan, really. Yeah, it would be a warm body and a stack that could do big things. Um, David Ortiz, Ubaldo Jimenez. I don't love that. He's slowed down a bit, and Ubaldo Jimenez is... I mean, I, I believe in Jimenez a little bit more than Pelfrey, so I'm not super comfortable with the comparison, but it's another guy that's been effective enough for me to be at least a little worried about trying to stack against him, but not super worried, so I'd consider Ortiz... Um, I might go more boom or bust with somebody like Chris Davis against Joe Kelly. Chris Davis hasn't been, you know, blowing up enough to really get everybody's attention, but he hasn't been awful. He's still hitting his home runs. He's still on pace to be like a 30 homer guy, and it's hard to complain about that. So, uh, I would consider, at least in a GPP, a guy like Chris Davis to try and run into one, uh, on Joe mm-hmm. Kelly. So... Um, yeah, that, those were the ones I liked. And then, of course, I like Goldschmidt and Miggy, if you can afford it. Um, Miggy might be the favorite pick, uh, on Tuesday, for sure. Uh, alright, that, that does it for me about on, on first base. Uh, plenty of options there, as always. Um, let's head to second base. Where do you start, uh, at second base? Uh, probably would start with Jose Altuve against CJ Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Altuve likes his lefties. Uh, it's definitely a good day to use him. His price has kind of crept down a little bit, actually. Yeah. Uh, especially on DraftKings, he's under four thousand. Uh, Fanduel, I think, still has his price well up there. Yeah, he's uh, four thousand on Fanduel, which, uh, relatively speaking, is a lot more than the uh, thirty nine hundred he is on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, especially on DraftKings, he looks especially good today. Uh, even Fanduel. Uh, it's C.J. Wilson, as we mentioned. Uh, Having a good season, uh, it's not the same as having an untouchable season. He's mm-hmm. definitely still a mortal pitcher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other teams get to him. Uh, the Astros have a ton of right-handed power that can do a lot of damage against him, and Altuve can get things started by getting on base. Yes, he can. No, I had him for sure. Yep. Uh, Menzobris has been running pretty hot recently. Okay. Uh, his, his price has spiked as a result, but he's up against Chichi Gonzalez and... Gonzalez still has, uh, if memory serves, uh, more walks than strikeouts. Yeah. And it's a bad sign. Yeah, not 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 a good thing. And it it's not like he's walking a ton of guys either. It's just he's not striking out anybody. And it's all balls in play. Uh, has a 183 bat pip right now. 
it's <laughs> so, something's going to break at some point. This 090 ERA is going to turn into his 5.05 xFIP. Uh, I don't know how he's gotten through four starts without having one clunker, but the clunker is overdue. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like the... Yes, I'm on board. A's against yeah. the GG, for sure. Do you buy Anthony Rendon at all? Like, he's clearly a talented player, but, like, his injury held him out for so long, and he hasn't done much at all since coming back. And Yeah, he's he's looked a little rusty. Uh, I've watched a few at-bats of his, and I don't know, I'm not really picking up anything out of the ordinary or uh, really on the other side. I haven't seen anything that say he's particularly unlucky right uh, it's just he's not quite back in the groove i guess yeah uh, i wouldn't mind using him against alex wood today uh, with that platoon advantage uh, he's gonna start hitting eventually he's just a very good athletic guy yeah it's gonna come around and probably sooner rather than later yeah uh, be good to catch him while he's cheap yeah so he gets alex wood second base probably third base eligible for you also mm-hmm. but um yeah i i don't love it it's kind of like Kind of like Luke Roy, where I'm like, the talent's there, even if the numbers aren't yet, and you just kind of uh, believe in the matchup. How about um, Josh Harrison against Josh Smith? Do you, can you tell me anything about Josh Smith? Uh, I can actually tell you very little. He has uh, good minor league numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems like the kind of guy Carson would have picked up for the Fringe <laughs> 5, except uh, he didn't. Mm-hmm. And Kylie McDaniel has said no words about him. Uh, anywhere on the website. So, Josh Smith is a bit of a mystery to us uh, Fairgrass folk. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he's got good command control profile in the minors. Uh, seems like he could even be a sneaky start for uh, FanDuel leagues where he's uh, he costs $3,000. Right. Uh, I don't even think he's available in uh, DraftKings, if I recall. And, I mean, the Pirates are okay, but they're not really an offense to avoid. Yeah, they... they... They do have a good team. Uh, it can click on the right days. Uh, Neil Walker, since we're talking about second base, uh, definitely makes sense today. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. As well as Harrison as well. I, I was looking at Harrison as a third baseman today. Yeah. Uh, Neil Walker, you got to make sure he gets in the lineup. I think he's right. been out. But yeah, if, if he's, he's been, in, for sure. I always like him. He's yeah. back in action, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of a weird one, but I, I wrote down Harrison, yeah, second base or third base. Kind of like Rendon, there's a few places he could be. It, um, it's really uncommon for us to get a pitcher who, like, with minor league numbers, looks like maybe he's something, and then we just don't have very much scouting data at all on him. Yeah. Yeah. How about, okay, uh, on the flip side, do you like Brandon Phillips against Jeff Locke at all? Are you buying it, in I, on... I don't mind it, I... I, I like a higher ceiling guy for the most part, yeah. or a higher floor guy. Uh, Phillips is kind of like a low ceiling, low floor guy to me. So it's he's, he's fallen off pretty steeply the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I don't. You can use him. I'm not super thrilled with it. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely uh, other reds that maybe make better sense, and if you're using them, maybe you want to try to go with a stack. Yeah. Uh, I would still rather go with a different second baseman, to be honest. Like um, you could use, uh, like a Joe Panic, uh, yep. definitely much higher floor guy against uh, Despania. Yep, I had him written down. He could do just fine as well. 
Robbie Cano has Jeremy Guthrie, who just dies against left-handed hitters. Yes, he does. Robinson Cano had his big, bad third home run on Monday. (laughs) Uh, I remember everyone was like, oh, he's going to bounce back to 20 homers, hopefully. And now he's gotten worse, not only homer-wise, but he's hitting under 250. I don't know what's going on with Robinson Cano, but that that contract was already risky, and now it's looking bad. So... Yeah, it's it's falling apart on them a bit. Hopefully, uh, he can rebound some. I, but I like him as a guy with a relatively high floor. Like you, you would think that he's going to be able to hit okay, and definitely against Jeremy Guthrie. So I wrote him down. And then um, the other one I have we haven't mentioned is Colton Wong against Jose mm-hmm. Urena. You like Colton Wong? That's that's definitely uh, one of the, my top picks for today. Yeah. Uh, the only drawback is that uh, Marlin Stadium, but. It's still a good place for doubles and triples. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the speed to, you know, hammer some gaps, even yeah. if he's not putting them over the wall. He's pretty capable. Um, anybody else that I didn't mention? I don't mind. Uh, Derek Dietrich's been hitting near the top of that Marlins lineup. Uh, he's uh, a lefty up against Carlos Martinez, who has mm-hmm. a bit of a platoon split. Uh, same story. Uh, he, Dietrich's got like two or three home runs already in the last week since he was recalled mm-hmm. uh, but i wouldn't really count on a long ball tonight uh, you're looking more for a double or two maybe some rbi mm-hmm. all right um let's hop over to third base which again has josh harrison and anthony rendon if you like them at all um i started with top of my list do you like michael franco he gets sabathia i i don't see how you couldn't at this point he's hitting well that uh, was the hero of last night, if I recall. Uh, yeah. There might have been one or two guys who outperformed him on offense, but uh, not too many. Uh, he was uh, definitely uh, among the rosters that won money, uh, one of their saviors. Mm-hmm. He's like the Philly I get most excited about streaming. Yeah, he he's definitely their, uh, their best guy uh, in terms of a, a DFS pick. I'm looking at his numbers now. He's got four straight multi-hit games. That's always nice. I saw a tweet yesterday that compared him to Chris Bryant, just in terms hmm. of at-bats and average and homers and whatnot. And uh, It's closer than you'd think. It's a, you know, not in like talent and future potential, but just like in terms of right. being a hot rookie. It, yeah, he's, he's gone a little bit unheralded. And yeah, platoon advantage against Sabathia, who, as we said, like has has struggled. Should be doing better, but has struggled. So that's the Yankee Stadium. If you're a Michael Franco guy, I think this is as good of a pretty good matchup for you. So yeah, it definitely is. And uh, you might expect that he's been lucky with a 3.12 batting average, uh, based on BAPIP at least, which uh, is 3.18. Uh, probably not too lucky. Uh, maybe just a little bit on the uh, fortunate side. Uh, so you could probably expect a, a 280 average going forward. Our projection systems are a little uh, little less uh, optimistic, but mm-hmm. I, I think you can pencil in 280. Yep. And then I like the other side of that matchup um, with the, the two Yankees third basemen, mm-hmm. um, Chase Headley or Alex Rodriguez against yep, Sean Sullivan. Not the platoon advantage for Aaron, but I'm not worried about it. He he hits fine. He's been he's been doing well this year. He's been fun to watch, for sure. So I like either of them. Um, I think the big Cincinnati Red that you'd be most interested in, not Brandon Phillips, of course, but um, 
Todd Frazier against Jeff Locke. Todd Frazier is pretty well established himself as a fantasy stud and does best against lefties. And he does best against lefties and he does best against ground ball pitchers. So yeah. he's got two platoons on his advantage on his side today. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely a great day to use Todd Frazier if you can find the budget. Yeah. Gonna, gonna cost you, but hopefully worth the price. Matt and I used to like Jeff Locke. We talked about him a lot last year and the wheels have fallen off a little bit this year. Not as sharp. So, um, Todd Frazier, definitely a star that may be worth paying for on Tuesday. Um, Manny Machado's been hot and mm-hmm. is kind of starting to live up to his potential for sure. Cause you know, there's going to be one of these years where he does it. And so far, so good for him. He gets Joe Kelly and he likes righties. He, he, not the platoon advantage, but he doesn't care. He's, he's into it. So he gets Joe Kelly at Fenway and you can see him run into one as well. Uh, I also wrote down Matt Carpenter, Jose Urena in Miami. Yeah. Like we said, it's not the best ballpark, but it doesn't matter. He's Jose Urena has been about as bad as you would expect. Not awful, but certainly not good. And the Cardinals could make him pay in Miami. Um, I wrote down Evan Longoria against R.A. Dickey, which again is not the platoon advantage. Matt and I have talked about him earlier, but going to bring him up again. Um don't really like to talk about batter versus pitcher matchups almost ever, but this is one of those cases where it makes sense because R.A. Dickey is such a unique pitcher. And Evan Longoria has an 868 OPS against him in 40 plate appearances. Does that mean that I think he's going to do great against him? No, not necessarily, but it makes me go, he doesn't hate the knuckleball. It means Evan Longoria doesn't suddenly get lost when he faces a knuckleballer, which I think understandably happens to some hitters, but Evan Longoria handles Ari Dickey just fine, so I would not be totally afraid of that um, in Tampa Bay. And then uh, I also have Kyle Seeger against Jeremy Guthrie, just because he's left-handed and can hit, and that's that's good enough against Jeremy Guthrie, I feel like. So... Um, yeah, that's my long list of third basemen. Um, did I miss any that you like? Uh, probably not too many. Uh, you know, there's that Coors game. Uh, you got Aaron out on the one end. Uh, Jake Lamb maybe will start against Kyle Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been cold since returning from the DL, but definitely an option today. Yeah, it's uh, hard to get excited about him, but yeah, uh, there, there's Coors though. You can you can always shrug something off when Coors is involved. Yep. Yep, if you want to just pick a cheap guy that can hopefully get involved in some stuff, you know, not the yep. worst. Um, okay, let's go ahead and head over to shortstop. Where do you start your list at shortstop? I think I'm looking at Tulowitzki as the the top of the pile today. Uh, probably not too shocking uh, going with the uh, guy that everyone knows at shortstop. Uh, going up against Chase Anderson, uh, he's been hitting a lot better than uh, that first uh, month and a half uh, back to... Uh, Typical too low form. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, Coors Field, it's just such a lovely place for chasing power, but he's very expensive as a result. Uh, if you're looking for someone more on the uh, affordable end, uh, you can go after someone like Carlos Correa against uh, CJ Wilson, where he'll have the platoon yeah, yeah. advantage. So uh, far, so good with him. 
Yeah, he's looking like he's going to stick around, uh, not have to do any kind of back-and-forth action. Uh, sometimes you see that. Uh, guys just need to take a couple shots at the majors. Uh, Michael Franco is actually a guy who uh, didn't quite stick his first try. Yeah, uh, I was saying yesterday everybody kind of flipped out when the Astros took Correa over Buxton. Mm-hmm. And look where we are. And I'm not saying Correa is going to be better in the major leagues, but they don't look crazy right now. Yep, Cray has beat him to the majors. He's playing better right now. Uh, yeah. It's a shortstop, which matters. Yeah. Uh, outfielders definitely a lot easier to find in shortstops. Yeah. And looks like he can stay at the position for at least a while. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's been fun to watch him. It's been fun to watch the Astros, but it's been fun to watch him. Um, uh, do you like Stephen Drew nowadays? He's <laughs> Sean O'Sullivan. No. I this I, up with Matt. I, I really don't. <laughs> you're not on board. I'm like at home against righties, like maybe, but I don't, you really have to twist it in a way to like it. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't even look at his name. His price is such that you can say, okay, uh, I've already completed this Yankee stack. I need a really cheap throwaway guy. Why not Stephen Drew? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you're going to do that, I don't know. I almost inclined to uh, prefer Didi Gregorius, uh, who's also been uh, about roughly as hot as uh, Drew in the last uh, you know, mm-hmm. 10 days or so. Uh, I, I really don't like either of them. Yeah, uh, definitely yeah, guys it, you can pick against Sean O'Sullivan. You, you feel like you're in pain trying to make this yeah. work in your head and it's not working. Um, yeah, I brought up Steven Drew. I, I, he's probably more, he's probably a second baseman, not a shortstop, but still not that exciting. Um, how about Jung Ho Kong against Josh Smith? Yep, definitely like giving that a shot. Uh, PNC Park being what it is, uh, probably isn't the top choice for today, but you have to sort through the options when it comes to shortstop. Uh, Unless you're going with like Chris Owings or Nick Ahmed at Coors Field, you're going to be dealing with uh, some sort of negative ballpark factor or an expensive guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, who else do you like at shortstop? Uh, I don't mind uh, Brandon Crawford against Espana. Okay, sure. Uh, just kind of the standard Crawford recommendation. Um, has some power. Uh, if he doesn't hit that power, then you're probably not getting anything out of him. Yeah, he's he's been pretty okay. Yeah. How about Gene Seguro has a lefty, uh, John Neese. That's that game's at Miller Park. Yep. Uh, so Matt he's in a good and I, place. yeah, Gene Seguro would be good. Matt and I are always we, we joke that we're contractually obligated. Got to mention uh, Peralta. I got against mm-hmm. Jose Urena because he's. Good enough against righties and lefties. Always has some pop. Part of a decent lineup. You know, bats sometimes in the middle of that decent lineup. And he's going to Miami against a guy who's not great. So uh, Peralta's always worth paying attention to, you know. And and I actually like that stack a lot today because uh, I've noticed this year the DFS landscape is a lot more savvy mm-hmm. uh, than in past seasons. Uh, they're... Anytime you're in on uh, a cores game, you're going to be just competing with everyone. Uh, same with any hitter park, really. Uh, so sometimes these uh, deceptive pitchers parks uh, can be a good target. Uh, and I say deceptive because uh, the park factor in Miami, like the basic park factor, is like 102. So it's yeah. slightly better than neutral. It's the power that gets killed, uh, home runs. 
Uh, so you're not going to get those uh, big chunks of production most days, but you can get a lot of numbers out of uh, multi-hit games. Yep. Uh, so that's what you're going to be chasing in a Miami game, and Urena is definitely a guy you can target. Yep. Yep. And then I mentioned Steven Drew is a cheap option, but if I think if I was going to go real cheap, I like a guy like Brad Miller because Jeremy Guthrie, and that's a guy that can give you some speed, can give you some pop, could go over on you for sure. But if you want a, a cheap guy that could do something, again, it's a lefty against Guthrie. And I don't know. I, I like Brad Miller as kind of a, a cheap option at shortstop. Does that get your attention at all? Yeah, it's definitely an option. Uh, the one issue targeting, targeting Mariners tonight, uh, they have a lot of lefties. Uh, going after Guthrie makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. of that. Uh, once their bullpen gets into the game, even like the the back end bullpen guys are really good. Yeah. Uh, so it's becomes a problem if like Guthrie gets knocked out in the fourth inning. You're stuck facing really good relievers. Yeah. Uh, your batters no, no only got one or two bats yeah. against the the nice matchup. Yeah. Uh, another really cheap guy you could go with tonight is uh, Eugenio Suarez against Jeff Locke. Uh, okay. He's a bat for first shortstop. Uh, not very heralded at all. Used to be with the Tigers. Yeah. Uh, platoon advantage. Uh, decent hitter. Yeah. Uh, doesn't cost anything really. That's the the main selling point I think for this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if I would expect a ton from him, but probably enough to justify his cost. Yeah, it's not going to cost much, so it's hard not to. And then yep. the last shortstop I at least have my eye on is Alcides Escobar. Goes to Seattle to get Mike Montgomery. And if you believe that the Royals and beating up the Mariners and their pitching staff and their bullpen is not nearly as impressive, right. uh, Alcides should be at the top of the lineup, should be involved in one way or another. And he has platoon advantage against Montgomery. And not a big bat, but could certainly, you know, get his feet wet, put up some numbers in the box score. So, um interested but not a slam dunk um any other short stops we missed for you i think that about covers it yeah there's plenty of them let's go ahead and get into outfield which considering the slate i don't have a million picks like i usually do and the outfield plenty should be able to find three like but but not a million um i start with brett gardner at sean o'sullivan uh, there's not a lot to explain there. It's a platoon advantage, and I think the Yankees will have a good chance of doing a lot against Sean O'Sullivan. So I think Brett Gardner will be involved in that from the top of the lineup. Um, and Carlos Beltran's starting to show some life, too. Yeah. I could definitely see using him along with Gardner tonight. Yeah, Beltran kind of set the bar really low for himself. So, yeah, if he can figure it out, I don't know. It's a good matchup for him, for sure. You feel like he should be able to hit Sean O'Sullivan. Yeah. This is, if, if he's gonna be coming back and showing life, it's like, alright, here you go. This is where you gotta do something. So, um, okay. How about, do you like Brock Holt at all? Yeah, I, I definitely like Holt. Yeah. Uh, I, he's, uh, I, f- I feel like he, I like He's got like a four something BAPIP right now, so. Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt. He has yeah. a high bat pit profile, but not that high. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Brock Holt is a player I like in Roto or head-to-head standard fantasy because of the position eligibility helps mm-hmm. a lot, and the sustained average can help you over the season, but doesn't hit a lot of homers, doesn't have a lot of speed, like 
hard to get real excited about him in DFS, because what's, what's a big DFS day from Brock Holt look like? I know we just hit it for the cycle, you know, a little while ago, but I don't know. Uh, it's just hard for me to get excited, I feel like, for Brock Holt. But to be fair, I don't think his price will be that insane. He gets Ubaldo Jimenez in Fenway, and I could see him doing fine. Um, I'm a little more excited at a guy like Mookie Betts, who had been hitting the ball hard and things are finally catching up for him. I believe he's the reigning player of the week, um, but he's he's been good. He's been on fire, and I think there's a lot of talent there, and he can have power, and he can have speed for you. So I, I get more excited about a guy like Mookie over Brock Holt, at least in terms of DFS and trying to run into a big day from him. Um, we picked on Chichi Gonzalez earlier, and I think we'll do that again. Um, Josh Reddick, and then yeah. more exciting is Billy Burns. Billy Burns is kind of stepped up in place of Coco Crisp and playing to his potential, I would say. Uh, yeah. It, One thing I will say about Burns uh, yeah. and using him tonight, uh, not going to happen on DraftKings where he costs 4900 Yeah, that's... Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Ben Revere clone at best at the plate. Yeah. Uh, switch hitter. Uh, but I think we're not a forty nine hundred guy. We're seeing the best from him. Like oh, when yeah. he came up from AAA, you're like, if things go real well, what are you gonna get? And this is it. You know, hitting three hundred plus and swiping plenty of bases, but it's okay, it's not gonna get better from here. You know, it's not really gonna outperform where the expectations have been set now. So um but, I, Billy I like him, kind but, of a yeah, I have like a funny anecdote about him. Uh, when we were back in early spring, when we were doing our ten bold predictions, mm-hmm. uh, I predicted that Jared Dyson would steal more bases than Carlos Gomez, and everyone said, "Oh, that's not bold at all." So I said, "Okay, okay, I'll change Dyson to Billy Burns." Yeah, and now it looks pretty much like a lock. He's already got fifteen steals. He's an everyday guy now. Uh, Gomez has been hurt most of the year. He's got a hip problem now, so he's not going to be running. Yeah, I, yeah, Carlos Gomez is on one of my just like underperforming roto teams where I'm in like ninth place or something. And it's just because, and I don't even think like my team stinks. I just got a bunch of guys that aren't like, aren't doing that well. I have Colin yeah. McHugh and Matt Latos and Anibal Sanchez and Carlos Gomez and Jose Abreu, all guys that like, weren't bad picks and aren't an awful player is just like not doing well this year and sometimes you got to throw your hands in the air and be like oh not my year you know not good you know i don't feel dumb for picking colin McHugh. it's just nope not not putting up numbers this year so uh yeah carlos gomez is killing me for sure <laughs> one of those guys you you invest just about a first round second round price and not getting yep. it from him um Speaking of Gomez, he's got a nice matchup against John Nice if he's able to get back in the lineup tonight. He does. Uh, another one of those guys, uh, loves the platoon advantage, also has the ground ball fly ball split advantage, uh, much better against ground ball pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, both together, should be looking at a lovely night for Gomez. Uh, he's iffy for tonight. Yeah. Uh, he felt better on Sunday, uh, with the off day yesterday. He was hoping to get in tonight. So yep. we'll see. Yep, uh, I'd have my eye on him. Uh, even better is Ryan Braun. Good Sean Nice and Ryan Braun. It's not hitting like MVP Ryan Braun, but he's hitting for sure. Showing power, showing speed, just 
that guy has a lot left in the tank still. He should be able to beat up John Neese. So, uh, he has my attention for sure. I looked for an Arizona hitter. I really liked going to Coors Field. And yeah, you can pay for Paul Goldschmidt and you can probably pay for AJ Pollock and everybody can hit Kyle Kendrick. So I don't think there's a wrong answer here. But the one I wrote down that I maybe like the most price appropriately is uh, David Peralta gets yeah. Kyle Kendrick. And that's the platoon advantage. And also, a guy that doesn't blow up the stat sheet, but is dependably shown some power, shown some speed, going to hit near the middle of that lineup. Um, I, I don't know. Do you like David Peralta? I do. And he has enough contact skills that he can put together a surprise four hit night. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you put something like cores in play. Yeah. Uh, definitely a guy you can pick tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, I like him. He has such an interesting backstory, but I yeah, think he, does. he could, uh, he could get things done there. It should be cheap. Um, I have George Springer, righty mm-hmm. and lefty against CJ Wilson. We talked about the Astros. We like to get the lefties. Um, George Springer is all of a sudden hitting for a much higher average than you'd think which is pretty exciting. You know, the power and the speed, we know the potential's there, but I expect him, and I'm okay with him, to hit, like, 240. He's doing a lot better than that, and all of a sudden that makes him an all-star player. If he wasn't an all-star before, maybe, you know, but I don't know. Like George Springer, for sure. Gonna cost you, but I like him against C.J. Wilson. Um, Seth Smith is a left-hander against Jeremy Guthrie which makes him worth attention. That's about it. He's not exciting. He's not blowing up the stat sheet, but he's a he's a live-bodied left-hander against Guthrie and could do fine. Um, a little more exciting on the flip side, Lorenzo Cain gets Mike Montgomery. Um, I like him against a lefty. Mike Montgomery's not that intimidating, and Lorenzo Cain is... A lot of people feel he's pretty underrated. I don't know that he's A.J. Pollock, but uh, has some pop, has some speed, has definite contact skills, so... Lorenzo Cain is uh, worth attention. And then your left-handed Giants outfielders, Nori Aoki and switch hitting Angel Pagan. Uh, Nori Aoki's been great, and he gets Despanier. Angel Pagan's been bad, though, and so I think he could do fine, but certainly not as excited uh, <laughs> as I would be with the others. So yep. Not jumping on that matchup. Yeah. Um, would you go with Pagan at all, or are you, are you worried about him? Uh, I... Wrote down all three of the Giants outfielders, Maxwell as well. Yeah. Uh, just as guys you can look at as cheap plugins at the end of a roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely not targeting them tonight. Uh, but like I said, uh, if you find yourself with a few thousand left at the end of your roster, you just need to get somebody who might show some life. Uh, they're all options. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just ran through a million outfielders. Any others <laughs> that you like that stuck out to you? Oh, uh, missed. Also, don't mind trying Domingo Santana against Wilson. Uh, sure. Very high variance guy. Uh, no idea what to expect out of him. Definitely has power. Uh, definitely has a lot of strikeouts at his profile. Yeah, uh, makes him could a, get anything out of that. He's a Houston Astro already. Yep. <laughs> he, he, he he definitely fits the part. He um, mashed at AAA this year. He's been doing yes, he great did. before he came up. So, and he's a prospect for sure. So, there's potential there, undoubtedly. Another power bat, this time at PNC Park, which is uh, not great for power. Uh, Marlon Bird will be facing Jeff Locke. Uh, sure. Bird loves facing lefties. Yep. Uh, he's back from a disabled list. Uh, that's about all there is on that one. Yeah. Uh, he's... Cost effective, uh, not super cheap. 
Uh, so you can give it a shot. Uh, I might try to go with some uh, higher floor, higher ceiling guys if I can. Mm -hmm. uh, there's that whole pirate stack. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, Starlin Marte, and uh, Gregory Polanco against Josh Smith. No. Uh, Smith's a righty, uh, so McCutcheon and Marte won't have the platoon advantage, but still definitely guys who can hit him well, potentially. They're capable, for sure. Yep. Uh, J.D. Martinez has Danny Salazar tonight. Martinez is another guy who mashes uh, fly ball pitching. Uh, that's really... What it comes down to, Salazar gives up his share of home runs, and mm -hmm. Martinez can hit him. Yep. Uh, could also, we talked about Jason Hamill kind of nullifying the Dodgers stack a little bit. You could try Jock Peterson and, or Jock Peterson and Andre Ethier. Uh, I, I don't know how excited I would be about that, but Wrigley Field's usually pretty friendly this time of year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Early weather reports seem to indicate the wind might be blowing in today, uh, which definitely hurts uh, hurts the Dodgers, helps Hamill. Yeah. Uh, keep an eye on that, I suppose. They've had uh, crazy weather there, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think we officially mentioned A.J. Pollock, but he's in our guy at Coors. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Mike Trout and Cole Calhoun against Colin McHugh at uh, Los Angeles. I'm so sad that McHugh is becoming a guy that you might actually, like, pick against. Because I really liked him. Like I said, picked him on that team, and... Uh, no, it's not not really getting it done. So, yeah, Trout and Calhoun could definitely do some damage against him. I, I think it's more of just, like, kind of a rough patch for McHugh. It's... My, my picks of Trout and Calhoun are more to do with their talent. Uh, Calhoun having the platoon advantage and Trout being Trout... Uh, and then McHugh having some recent home run problems. Uh, yeah. Should be better, but who knows? Wally's cold, worth picking against. Um, okay, and then you want to run us through the pitchers that you like? There weren't a ton for me. Some, some opportunities, but not a ton. Sure. Uh, looking over it to me, I think the answer is to go expensive today with pitchers. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely some cheaper guys who you can squint and see a way that they could do well, but it, you, you got to squint pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, at the top end, you got Madison Bumgarner, David Price, uh, Zach Greinke, mm -hmm. all pretty solid matchups. Uh, Bumgarner's against the Padres, who you know, they have a lot of right-handed power bats. Uh, maybe you want to avoid that yeah. uh, just out of fear of some home runs. Uh, I'm not too concerned about the Padres, but there's definitely reasons you might be. It's not the best matchup, yeah. Uh, I, I like Price against the Indians. Uh, their righties are not the most intimidating, even though they're performing well this year. Yeah. I think he can mow through that lineup just fine. They've hit lefties so far, but yeah, I don't know that I really need to avoid them. Yeah, and Grinky might be the matchup I like most, except that he's against Jason Hamill, who can, on a good day, match him pitch for pitch. Yeah. Uh, but Grinky should get plenty of strikeouts. Uh, Cubs always that power strikeout double threat. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, could go in either direction. Uh, and then the last guy listed here is uh, Carlos Martinez against the Marlins. I like uh, that. Mar Martinez likes to shut down righties. Marlins do have a couple lefties, but the park's big enough that anything that gets put in play should remain in play. <laughs> yep. Yep. I like that. Uh, it's a good kind of middle middle price um, option. Uh, I mentioned 
CC Sabathia and Mike Pelfrey if you are feeling lucky on your cheap options, <laughs> but not enough to be real excited about. You also mentioned Josh Smith if you want to go real cheap and just try and get as many good hitters in as you can. Well, not only would it be cheap, but he would also be hardly picked by anybody, which could help you in GPP should he run into a good game. But that's throwing darts. That's something yep. to be excited about. Um, you don't like Danny Salazar against the Tigers, do you? Uh, no, the Tigers are just too, too, too potent. Yeah. And with Price on the other side of that matchup, it's just all the more reason to shy away from Salazar. Yep. I know Jeff Samarja's been super disappointing, but do you like him against the Twins? They don't really hit righties. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Uh, it. It's definitely probably one of the the mid-tier matchups I'm more likely to think something good could happen out of it. Yeah, uh, He has the potential to have a really good day, uh, just hasn't really been happening. Uh one of the things I'm really looking for with these mid-price guys is uh, someone who can strike it about batter printing and last over seven innings. And yep. Marja definitely fits that profile. Yep. Um, I also have Jesse Chavez against Texas. Mm-hmm. He has to look out for Prince Fielder, but Jesse Chavez can pitch. I like him. I think he's underrated. So that's another mid-level guy that uh, could do okay. Not Not awesome, but for a mid-level price, could be fine. And then mention Colin McHugh. He's just he's been too cold. Um, the Angels struggle against righties, kind of, but they, he's just been cold. Um, and then I would consider C.J. Wilson against Houston. I would consider mostly anyone with some talent against Houston, just because on days that they miss, they they miss big, and that can be some strikeouts. Yep. Um, they like to hit lefties, but they can certainly put up big zeros if things don't click for them. So uh, I would consider. Uh, Wilson with some upside against them for sure, but there's also some big downside if things go badly. So, um, yeah. Any other pitches for you? Is that about rounded up? I think that rounds it out. It's uh, the, your your options are pretty much shaky or elite. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's a whole bunch of options for a whole big slate. Kind of a full episode again for you here. But um, yeah, a lot going on today, and yeah, plenty to pick from. Um, Brad, you got anything else going on? Where you been writing at lately? Uh, same old r- routine. Uh, writing for Roto World, a uh, place called Roto Baller. Plenty of stuff with Fangraphs, of course. A uh, mm. few odds and ends here and there, all over the place these days. <laughs> anything you've been excited about specifically lately? Uh, you know, it's just a lot of DFS picks and. Yeah. Uh, as much as I like doing of it, uh, there, there's a fatigue that comes along with it, too. Yeah. So excited might not be the right word. <laughs> appropriate that you write something called the Daily Grind. Yes. Sometimes. Yes, very appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it seems like, the you know, this podcast is the same thing every day, but at the same time, there's always stuff going on. There's always stuff to talk about. Yep. And there's always people that want to talk about it, which is the nice part, for sure. So... Yeah, that, um, that's the key to surviving. Uh, putting together things like this podcast or the grind is finding those uh, fun things to talk about. Yeah, uh, you know, excellent plays, uh, just ridiculous looking pitches. Yeah, and uh, anything that's uh, you know, a little twist from the ordinary. Yep. Well, so far so good. There's still plenty going on. You and I just talked for almost an hour about a yeah. about a full slate. So. Yeah, um, make sure to check out Brad's work all over the fantasy baseball internet and then follow him <laughs> on Twitter at 
baseball A team. And then uh, I'm Dylan Higgins. I'm on Twitter at Higgins FOS. And uh, yeah, also want to hear you know what you got going on in your DFS lineups and if you uh, have any questions. So make sure to tweet at us, and then I'll do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with Matthew Dwoskin. We'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.